Welcome listeners to the latest episode of our podcast, It's Now or Never. We are the Student Achievement Managers for Never, and we're excited to continue to share the work that is occurring in our schools. Today's episode focuses on how Wallen Secondary College has used a career focus with their Milan students to re-engage them in numeracy. Caroline is the numeracy capability leader and Renee is a direct support teacher and year seven coordinator. Wallen Secondary College is a Goulburn Secondary School in Mitchell Marindindi Network and is located in Wallen, a growing town north of Melbourne. There are around 690 enrolments and the SFOE is 0.46 medium band. The Milan staff have been working to build a strong team around the learner and focus on ensuring that Milan supports their students to have skills that they need for their future work, education, or training pathways. So Wallen Secondary College has experienced success at re-engaging students in numeracy in the Milan's program using a career focus. Can you tell us about why you decided to implement this approach? We were, we'd started working with our year 10s uh, in 2021 mm -hmm. and we had noticed that one particular student was quite low. He had low engagement, he was sleeping in classes, his ability was looking quite low as well. Doing some testing, we found out he was probably around prep level mm -hmm. and uh, that is where I made the decision that Renee would work with him one-on-one -on -one twice a week to try and re-engage him in some sort of numeracy. His family were really, really supportive and just wanted to make sure that he would be successful um, as a human through his life. We started by asking him the goals that you have to go through for the Milan's process. Um, and he said that he wanted to be a tradie and be like his stepdad and be a great glazier. Um, so from there, we started talking to him about well, what what do you want to do next year? Like if you're gonna there's VCE, there's VCAL, we started talking about the different options. And he also was unaware that he had to do work experience. So he was really not knowledgeable about the things that he could have been doing to be making sure that he is on the right path to where he wanted to go. So together we um, worked to organize his work experience. We did some OHS work. And then we started doing measurement hands-on work, going around the school and pretending to make quotes for if glass was smashed and how we could um, fix it. And we tried to make it as um, engaging as possible with what he wants to do with his life. So can you tell us about the effect this had on the students' engagement and motivation with numeracy? Um, so this particular student, as we said at the start, used to sleep in class, was like even was always out of uniform, started to, like and was really super disengaged with school entirely. And then once we started um, with a plan of this is what we're going to do, you're going to meet with me Mondays and Tuesday mornings, we're going to do this. Um, he started like it was like a breath of life was in him. He started walking with his head higher. He would walk across the yard and like come and find me and say hello every single day. Other teachers like told me that he seemed to be like his engagement had picked up as well. So um, it had a really positive effect on him and his family as well said that they saw um, a different side of him after we'd had that conversation and when we started working towards him being a glazier because he actually had a sense of purpose in his life and where he was going to go. I just love hearing about this as a success story. 
the case study, you know, of a particular student is such a great way to look at Mylands because we know that every student is different. So just hearing about this one student as a case study is really powerful. I can visualize him, you know, around the school. I want to be a glazier now. You know, it's so infectious and inspiring. Yeah, just I can visualize him walking around doing this and you partnering with him. Are there other case studies that you can point to that are that are similar? Yeah, I was working with a student um, the year before when she realized that she had somebody to work with, she again started coming to school and just would meet you in the yard. Are we working today, Miss? What are we doing? Um, I apologize, apologize to me for being such an atrocious student in year eight when I had her. And so, yeah, once again, it gave her a purpose. And now Renee's just written down another one who Mitch worked with last year who wants to become a vet nurse. She was flat, I think is probably the best way mm. to describe her when we started working with her. She did not believe in herself. She didn't think that she could do it. She really didn't have a lot of belief in herself that she could be good at maths and that she could be where she wanted to be. But working with Mitch and but also with us at the start and now she's working with both of us again in year 11 general maths, um, she's been able to get confidence in herself and get confidence in asking questions and asking for help. That's something that she's not afraid to do anymore and she doesn't fly under the radar and she's really, she's going to be successful in her chosen career path here. She failed a stack recently and she was absolutely devastated and I'm saying, and I'm, I remember saying to her because she was messaging me ridiculous time of night and I'm saying to her you know it's it's okay that you fail it's how you turn that around and what you do with that once once you've done that and he so she got I think she got four out of 20 for her sack and her redemption she got 10 out of 10. Like it was it was just a complete oh someone still believes in me and that's what I think most of our students have demonstrated to us if someone believes in them then then they will sort of put the effort in and try and turn around. But I was talking to Renee this morning and I said, we re need to redefine what success looks like. Because this last student, she's now what we would call reasonably successful in, in her maths. But um, the other two, they're not, you know, they're not math students and, and that's okay. And But they're successful in their chosen careers or will be. Mm. And I guess what I'm hearing is that it's just a highly personalised approach that Wallen has with the students and it's really relationship based. So you're being that advocate for the student, you're coaching them through, you're working alongside them. It's not that power dynamic where you hold all the knowledge and they're just receptacles for the knowledge. You're not necessarily going way back to the, you know, foundation curriculum and teaching them from there. You're more catering for where they're, where they're at now and what, what they need in terms of their next step for their chosen pathway. Yes, so I think that was a, a decision we made with our year 10 students that we would meet them where they're at. With our with our eights, we try and do a little bit of gap filling, but even then it's it's difficult because some of them are still at prep level and you know you can't teach a year eight that when they want to be doing this, it's very difficult. So it's just trying to figure out where we need to meet them and what their pathways will be. But that's like I'm pretty sure both of our philosophies as a teacher is to not see all of your students as just student A and student B because then you get seen as teacher A or teacher B and then and then you're not going to have success because you don't have that rapport and they don't know that you care. Students won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So you have to, you know, you have to be a stable 
person in their life that believes in them so that they know that they can believe in themselves and that they can do it. They can, they can do it. Like it's my favorite thing is seeing a student have that, oh my God, I can do this moment. And it's really um, rewarding as a teacher to have. So given what you've talked about with the success of these individual students and the way their whole, I guess, learning mindset has changed and the effect that it's had on their other subjects, um, what lessons have you taken from this that you can see could be implemented within the wider curriculum? So I think it's that student focus, getting to know, and it's everyone knows this, it's knowing your students, knowing how they learn, but also knowing what they need to know and letting them know that you care. Mm. And trying to find out about where the student wants to go. Because if you know that a student wants to go to uni or what student wants to become a glazier, like depending on what they want to do, like it is your job as a teacher to make sure that we have successful lifelong learners. And the only way people are going to feel like a successful lifelong learner is if they have gotten to where they want to go. And every teacher knows that the best way to have success is to make their learning relevant to their student. So if you know that you have a student who really likes drama, making them write essay after essay after essay is not going to be helpful when you can differentiate the task to meet their needs and meet their, you know, what they want to do and say, well, you can put all of the same information, but maybe you can make it into a video as opposed to writing it down and making sure that there's lots of different ways that people can enter and exit a task with their own spin on it and being able to make sure that they can relate to it with where they want to go in life. Probably as an, as an add-on to that is make sure you get your families on board. If you want to do something a little bit out of the box, make sure the families are there to support you because, you know, we need them. And I think what you're talking about there, it's really that universal design for learning approach where you're in, in, very inclusive in the classroom and through knowing the kids you can personalize the learning more you can have them representing their learning in multiple ways instead of just a one-size-fits-all approach so when we're talking across the whole curriculum that can certainly apply to all pedagogy across the school whether you're teaching maths or drama or woodwork if i'm in another school i'm new to mylands i'm the numeracy teacher, direct support or capability building teacher. I've heard about Wallen doing this kind of focus on careers to really hook the students in and engage them in math. What advice would you give them? Know your students. So really build that relationship before you try and build anything else. Get to know who they are and where they want to go and let them know a little bit about you as well. Then they trust you and you really need them to trust you. Mine leads in with that as well. That like make the time to do that. You, our curriculum is really, really full in a, as a classroom teacher. But when you are a direct support numeracy support worker, you can make the time to make sure that you are getting to know your students and make the time to find out about them as a person so that you can, like, if you don't have that relationship before you try and say, well, where do you want to go? They'll say, like, why should I tell you? Um, so making sure that they know that you care before you just try and say, this is what we're going to do and we're going to do this. The student needs to be on board as well. So making sure that they know that you're there for them and making time to do these things is really, really important. I did a lot, like we did a lot of work with the careers person as well. Like we, I made appointments during our 
um, myelin sessions to go and meet with the careers person and make sure that we set up the work experience and we set up OHS stuff. We set up a whole bunch of stuff in our myelin sessions so that he was able to be successful. And he saw that as a really um, great thing and a great use of his time. So I guess that's really that team around the learner approach where you're drawing in other people in the school that can be um, around the table discussing what the student needs and how we can best support that student in their chosen pathway. You spoke a little bit about the difference between, say, a year 10 who may have a clear idea of where they want to go as opposed to the year eights. Can you talk a little bit around how your approach might be different at year eight? So I, I work a lot with the year eights or have in the past worked a lot with the year eights and my approach with them, it's still getting to know them and still spending that time um, and letting, once again, letting them know you as well. But it's more, rather than career focus, it's more, okay, so I know this is the stuff you don't know. What do you know? Show me that. Now, how can we work a little bit on what you don't know and still keep you engaged in class? So our year eights program is a little bit different. It kind of ties in with our learning for life program, which is our intervention program here as well. A lot more game-based as well. The feedback from the students has been that they really want to know what's going on in class. So there's a bit of prior knowledge stuff. So we have 75 minute sessions here so now. So it's some prior knowledge for the next session, some gap filling, and then some, okay, what do you want to do when you leave school? Let's have a look at that as well. Mm. So a bit of a more, more of a blended approach, but still with yeah. that kind of developing the relationships at the centre of your work. Yeah. Mm. Oh, sorry, as I say, we just focus on when we're walking through the yard being, you know, stars because we want people to come and say hello to us. Mm. <laughs> it's, a, it's one of the, because I'm the year seven coordinator as well, Whenever, like, that is my biggest thing when a new teacher starts or something and they come and ask for advice about a certain class, the first thing I say will have, do you know your students? Like, that's the only way to have success in a classroom, in my opinion. The first step to do that is to have good rapport with your students to make sure that they know that you care. And with that, I know it's been a really challenging last term or couple of terms as we've <laughs> navigated the challenges of people being away and staff and students being away. How can you see this supporting students as we move back to whatever normal might look like as we're less um, sick and more at school? How do you see this might help support your students? I think with our students that they know that we support them regardless. So I've got students in year 12 this year who haven't been a part of Mylands for, you know, a year or a bit now that still come to me for support. So they know that they there's always someone there for them, and I think that works across the board. That all mm. all our all Milan students, whether they're current or previous, know that they have an advocate for them, uh, a champion, as Rita likes to say. Um, so that's probably our main mm. to just to get them back in is to just make them know that you know we still care. They know that we're there if they need help. No, I think it's just because we've both had periods off this year as well. And knowing that, that we have each other's back is really, really good. So making sure that not only you know your students, but you know your team as a staff, to know that you can rely on other people when you're not at 100% is really, really important too. Because I know that my year 11 class, the students in my year 11 class did Mylands with you and Mitch last year. And when I know that you're gonna step in, I know that they're gonna get that support. And knowing that you can trust your teacher team is just as important as knowing that as knowing your students. You talked a little bit about 
I guess that when you're looking at data, you're looking at, you're finding gaps, but you're also, I guess, anchoring your work in what the student can do. And I really like that approach. It's certainly something that the LMS documents um, around that strength-based approach and that admiring lens um, to really lift their learning confidence. Do you find that you're having to, or not having to, that you are advocating for what that student can do to other teachers and trying to change their mindset about the, those particular students? All the time, <laughs> all the time. It, it's very much, uh, yeah, but what can they do? Because we, we, we are so good at focusing on, oh, these are the gaps in everybody's knowledge, but often we forget that, oh, hang on, they can do this now. So, yeah, all the time. And I That's that. even not even in relation to maths, in relation to so many, like as the student as a whole, they are more than just a learner. They are so many other things. And it's important to see the students as more than just student A. You have to know, oh, this kid, well, he really likes the production. So maybe we can try and do something like that. And, you know, maybe that's how we go. How many pages are in your script? And then how many of those pages do you have lines on? And then make a fraction out of that. So trying to make sure that you're not just seeing the student as this person who isn't at level in your curriculum, but seeing them as a whole person that has a personality and likes and dislikes, and you're able to cater to them as a person, not just as a student. Yes, I, I don't think we could sum up Mylands any better than how you've just put it as that real importance of seeing the student as a student and not just a learner. And I think that's one of the real inspiring things when I walk away from our um, visits and talks about what's happening in Mylands is um, that real dedication to finding out who your students are. And I think that's come through really strongly in our conversation today. Thank you. I think we take pride in that. They are important to us. Just like to thank you for your work and thanks for coming along and sharing with us. It's been inspirational hearing you this morning. Thanks so much to Carolyn and Renee at Wallen Secondary College for sharing your story. Listeners can find the podcast on our Never website. A reminder, our communities of practice can be found on the ARC platform. If you would like to take part in the podcast release, contact your Sam. Thank you for listening to our episode. We are the Never Sams, Carly McGrath from Goulburn, Chris Dosser from Outer East, Claire Hanley from Inner East, and Mandy Goff, yours truly, from Ovens Murray. We will see you next time. It's now or never. <laughs>